Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. Be run away. America. Oh, here it is, the last hour, at least of the live portion of Overnight America. If you want to join us, you can. We haven't taken too many calls today, but the time, it just goes by so fast. 314-436-7900. I just don't even know where I stand most days because it just goes by, and next thing you know, it's Wednesday, turns to a Thursday, and you thought to yourself, I still don't know what day of the week it is. You think you do, but you don't. It just doesn't feel right. Everything just blurs together anymore. Saw this one story put out by Andrea Rigger from Market Watch. And the the story is, should working from home be taxed? Oh, don't give anyone any ideas. What a terrible idea. So the idea is, because you're still working and you're working from home, you're basically getting a free ride from some of the other economic ills that are out there. You know, you're not paying to fill your gas tank as much, so the gas tax is not generating it as much of revenue. Maybe you're not shopping in some of the places you would go to, the restaurants, fast food, so the sales tax is also hurting for these sort of things. Uh, Maybe you're not using resources that you normally would. So, hey, uh, here's the question. With everyone working, and maybe we're going to have issues when it comes to infrastructure in the future with all of the lost revenue that cities are going to have to find ways to make up. Are they going to make it up through taxing you from working from home? So here's what the plan looks like. And they offer direct financial savings 
Um, here's but the Deutsche Bank research said this is what you should be taxed. If you uh, work one day per week, 16% tax. Two days per week, 33% tax. Three days per week, 19% tax. Wait a minute. So how would this tax work? It says that uh, being paid by employers who choose to allow their workers to stay at home rather than pay to have them go into the office, you would offset some of the things that you would normally be spending, and they're just trying to find ways to take it right out of your pocket that way. So it says, assume the average salary of a person who chooses to work from home in the U.S. is 55 grand. A tax of five cents per uh, works out to just over $10 per working day. So that's roughly the amount an office worker might spend on commuting, lunch, laundry, things like that. So $10 per day on average, we'll say, working from home tax. Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think it's necessary for some states to make up for this? It's unclear how much would actually be raised this way. But they say that uh, it would raise about $48 billion per year. He proposes that maybe if it's a low-income worker, things like that, that the money would be a little bit less if you're making less from home, trying to make up for it that way. I think this is such a terrible idea. There's, there's so many ways to look at this, and this is such a roundabout government thing to do, and it just makes the government a lousy entity for even thinking this way. Uh, I hope they don't pick up on this. But there's two different ways people have looked at the coronavirus and the economic downturn of it. So originally, some people didn't want anyone to close down. They didn't want anything to close up. They thought we can do this safely. We could find ways around it. But eventually, the lockdown came and you weren't allowed to go into businesses. People were scrambling to find ways to work from home. It was uh, against your will as a business owner. You were forced to close the doors and completely change the way you did business. Restaurants found ways to curbside um, other places just laid off and they allowed the government to pay that extra, what, five or six, I think it was, was it 600 a week or 500, whatever the number was, they were paying for un, the, uh, temporary unemployment, I should say, with the intention that hopefully you'd be able to go back. So they put all of these billions and billions of dollars into it and the stimulus of trillions of dollars altogether, small loans for businesses, things like that, with the understanding that hopefully the government would open up soon and then employers would start bringing the people back and the unemployment rate would start to get back to normal. Now, we have seen that, the V-shaped economy, they would say, V-shaped, meaning it went down super fast and then it started to recover super fast. You started to see that. You know, the stock market went down and now it's back up. You started to see unemployment get to a high of, what was it, 16% at one point. They thought it would get to 20 or 30%. They, they were, I don't know why they would hope for that, but it wasn't the case, luckily, and then we continued to see it drop back down. We saw more people starting to get back in, and that's that's a good thing. Now, there's a couple of ways to look at this moving ahead. You could say, okay, we're just going to close things down again, and we'll just pay the cost of trillions and trillions of dollars, and we could weather one more storm, right? And a lot of businesses are thinking to themselves, uh, no, we can't. Or you can keep it open and try to encourage people to continue to work. Part of that is commuting, trying to get things back to normal, um, and the, the taxes that you would pay on top of it, you would look at the uh, gas tax, the income tax, and all these things. It's, it's better for the government to reopen and make money through the revenue traditionally of how things are set up through the budgeting, the taxes that are in place, as opposed to closing things down and letting the government make up the rest of it. And I think that's kind of what they're looking for. It's like, why don't you try to get things back to normal? Get the tax money the way that it should be taken in and let that be the way to fund these as opposed to adding additional tax on the top of everything. 
tax, 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 tax. Just more tax over more tax over more tax. You, you can't even survive in today's society without someone coming in and saying, oh, surviving tax. We need to tax you for that, too. It's, it's getting out of control. 314-436-7900. I want to take some of your calls coming up on this and other things, too. Should we be taxed if we're working from home in order to make up some of the shortfall? You tell me. It's Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Here's the phone number. I'd like to hear from you tonight. 314-436-7900. That's a great option for you tonight. And I was talking a little bit about the proposal of paying a work-from-home tax, and everything's got to be taxed anymore. Tax, tax, tax. Ugh. But for the most part, the whole idea of some people are just holding on by a string to begin with. Oh, yeah, add another tax on to top of that. Come on now. But we can talk about anything, really, like Elvis, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. My friend, I called to talk about three things tonight, and I'll make them quick. Uh huh. Okay, you know how Mr. Trump and Mr. Biden aren't getting along at this current time? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Uh, okay, I can come up with three different scenarios. The first was in 1800 when John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, was, uh, Adams was defeated by Jefferson. They didn't get along, so the Adams left office and didn't stay for the inauguration. Second time it happened was with John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. Uh, Civil War scenario, they didn't like each other, so he didn't stick around, Mr. Uh, John Quincy. And the other one that I can only come up with tonight is when uh, Franklin Roosevelt took over in 1933. Uh, what he had said about President Hoover in the election really hurt President Hoover's feelings. Mm. And, yeah, and, and like I said, I can only think Hoover was there because if you see the old grainy uh, film that they have of FDR's inauguration, you'll see Hoover and him waving at the crowds and stuff like that, you know, as they're going to swear in the FDR. Right. So, okay. But, so, you, but, yeah. these couple of examples, I, you know, I don't know how this is going to play out. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't either. Happen. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I believe Mr. Trump will do the right thing. I believe. If, if it comes down to where he actually is no longer president, I believe he'll do the right thing. I don't want to see any problems like they predicted. So Yeah, I, I don't think, because um, uh, we're just a week out of the election itself. I mean, it's right. a Wednesday. I mean, I mean, seven days. It would right. have been eight days almost now. And it's not that far removed. There are challenges in place. I feel like if the challenges go nowhere, as in, there's not enough ground to stand and to challenge this sort of thing, then it's over. It's, it's, right, and I believe right. that he'll believe it's over, mostly because the whole point of him was to say, uh, we want to make sure this is fair in that all legal votes are counted. So I guess he could say, you know, I, I disagree. I don't think all the legal votes were counted. But then again, I have nowhere else to go. So I, I feel like we could get to that point. Um, I just don't know. I, I guess it could go the other way, too. Who knows? 
Well, I'll say this, and I promise I'll get off here. Uh, you know, they're talking about if uh, he comes to where Mr. Trump is not the winner, they're going to want him to run in 2024. Well, that happened with Grover Cleveland. And he, he Grover Cleveland got the popular vote in 1880, eight, excuse me, 1884, 1888, and 1892. But in 88, he lost the uh, Electoral College to Ben Harrison. So, you know, it has happened. So this stuff isn't new, at least in my eyes, to America. Yeah. All so, right. Well, Elvis, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I do think that it would be not good if, let's say, Donald Trump decided to run again in 2024. I feel that would be a tough thing for most people to wrap their heads around. I feel like it's it's time for another challenger at that point, maybe with support of Donald Trump, um, if they want it. I think they would, though. Let's go to Patrick in D.C. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Ah, you're talking about us again, aren't you? Yes. I know. I was looking I online. You emailed me about the face page. So instead of calling it Facebook, you call it face page? Yes, yes. You know why? Because counsel a long time ago said, don't even say it. I'm not allowed to go there. Stay away from it. <laughs> stay away from it. You hate it <laughs> and want to st- and separate yourself so much that you don't even want to call it by its uh, proper never name. Go, never go there. It's a trademark name. I don't have their permission to use their trademark name. No, 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 no. But I would like every radio station and television station in the country to tell people to come to my business for free. You know, wouldn't that be nice? I, I would like yeah. to be, have a billion, $7 billion. So, hey, everybody, radio station, every television station, <laughs> tell people to come to my business. Go see Patrick. Spend your money there. But anyway, <laughs> okay. I am, uh, I, when you hear the word tax, you know, well, this is really an interesting idea about taxing at home. I want to, um, I would like to get in good with the, uh, the Democrats, and uh, I can go, hey, Joe, Nancy, come here, let's check this out. Tax, look, 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 tax. You know, they'll probably have a tax float during their inauguration parade, you know. They, they, people love to come up with these ideas for taxes, but nobody says, well, wait a minute, you want a tax? But who is this tax money going to? Well, we need the tax. Well, wait a minute, where is it going? Who gets it? Well, it's going to go in my friend's pocket because he has this business, and I want to give him a contract for other state, you know, and I want to do this. I don't see how, we're, we're, I don't see how they're losing money just because people are staying at home. Um, it will cost people a lot more money if they go out and get sick and have to be hospitalized. So, uh, whoever or a lot of the, the that, different states, like, does D.C. have a like a, a city tax? So, if you work inside the city, you have to pay a special uh, tax. Uh, no, the food, the carryout, the food is he- heavily taxed. Oh, so here pay- too, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you'll, you can you'll, get you know. Some of these, you can look at your receipt in some of these places you would eat in the city of St. Louis, and it'd be like twelve percent sales tax on it after they tack everything on. Yeah. So after you don't eat, they'll they'll tax you. Uh, I don't know, you know, exactly what's going to happen, but I do want the Senate to remain in the Republicans' hands so they can stop tax. Uh, it's a uh, nasty, nasty word. I know it's important, and. I am used to being around people who were elected that if you were assigned a fee or tax, you got something for it. Hmm. And I'm not really sure that if we they pass new taxes, we're going to get anything for it. It's just things going to cost more. They're going to tell us that it's good for us. Well, yeah, you know, it's good for well, us. Well, let's use... 
Okay, how about we can take examples in our country of areas that are heavily taxed. So we can take California, for example. Their income tax is insane. So it goes, uh, you know, in some places, what, 50% or something way up there. And let's say you're a high-income earner or maybe just because you have to be in order to work in California and own property and do these things, you have to because everything's so inflated there to begin with. So even if you do make a a really decent living, it's really not that great, all things considered, because of the cost of living being so high. But let's say you pay all these high taxes in California, would you say that you receive more services than you would in some of these other areas across the country? I don't think so. I think you probably receive less services. No, no, I, I, I would agree with you. They got the money, so they're going to kick back, man. You know, what the heck? Why should they give you the services? They already got the money. And yeah. probably, <laughs> and that's just how it works sometimes. But I am used to people who are uh, being around uh, people who have been elected that if you're going to get a tax, you're going to get something for the tax. Uh, there was a hike in the state of Maryland of a 5% sales tax to 6 and it was by a, a Democrat, Martin O'Malley. And Martin O'Malley is a good guy. But he said, look, uh, it was when the bridge collapsed in St. Paul, Minnesota, was it? That, mm-hmm. that bridge that yeah. went down. And he, and he said, look, I'm going to pass this tax, and we're not going to have a bridge collapse on my watch. So you got something for it. They really went out there, and they were going after the bridges, and they were going after the roads. You could see what you were getting. And when there were fees to the Motor Vehicle Administration, there was an improvement in the service, and uh, there were more features and things that would make uh, your, the title of your car really yours and to make sure that people weren't selling bad cars. And so you got a little something for your money. I don't agree with just taxing for the sake of taxing. No, not at all. I, I want to see a result. Uh, yeah, you no, you're it. right. And, you know, we, we even went through this. Let me tell you a quick example here in St. Louis, because this is such a say, well, I guess this is more St. Louis city and county have gone through some pretty uh, big issues when it comes to policing. So they put this thing out called Proposition P, P for police. And the idea was, oh, we're going to add an extra tax and this money will go towards helping the police, meaning we're going to get extra uh, police officers. We can hire, put them in the cars. We can upgate, uh, update equipment. We can do all these things. So everyone says, oh, this is great. We're going to support our police officers. The streets will be safer because of it. So they passed this thing and you you know how they spent the money? So they ended up giving raises to secretaries inside the building, uh, not police officers. They didn't add anyone to the squad cars. And then they gave money to um, uh, construction workers so they can work on the highways because they said that was public safety. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, right. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. You know, if you say you're going to do something and this is what you're supposed to do, you're a public trustee, and therefore you will go ahead and do it, right? Yeah. But no, they don't. They, they, they get the money, and then suddenly they just say, oh, man, look at all this money. I've got it. Mm. Well, let's give it to my friends here. Let's, oh, she's nice. They're nice. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And there's, you know, the, the, the check and balance seems to uh, go out the door, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you called in, Patrick. I'm glad you checked in and you're still using FacePage instead of Facebook. I may have to start saying the same thing. <laughs> but I was listening tonight. I was wondering, just to tease you real quick, uh, is this horror night tonight? You know, we're talking about the Kardashians. we got people kidnapping babies out of wombs. And <laughs> oh, we were all over the place. We talked about a wide variety of things. Way over the place. Uh, we talked about uh, ho- uh, Christmas movies on Netflix. We talked about uh, people from Utah driving drunk and high on whatever to try to hurt a former Senator Claire McCaskill. We talked about insurance claims. We talked about the Supreme Court and Obamacare. We talked about county politics and auditors. And uh, we talked about COVID and Marines and Afghanistan and ISIS and Florida and taxes and we're all over the place Patrick it's there's a lot going on tonight so I'm I'm glad to hear your voice
real quick to my fellow listeners, hey, folks, take care of yourselves, and thank you very much for allowing Ryan to have me along, all right? <laughs> Anytime. Patrick from D.C. Good to hear all the way from the East Coast. Let's go to Bob, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, I was just trying to call in. You know, I'm trying to listen to the show for a little bit, and I've called in every now and then. But, I mean, you know, if you think about outside in the world, it's kind of a, you know, it's quiet just in general. You notice that in the atmosphere, it's quiet. You know, uh, 70, 71 million people voted for Trump, as they say. And what, mm-hmm. 72 million people's vote voted for Biden? Isn't yes. it kind of quiet? It's close. I mean, I mean, no, I'm oh, just saying statistically what they're saying. I mean, I see. So you're referring to buildings and businesses that boarded up, anticipating if Trump won, there would be violence. But now that now that Biden's in the lead, there is no violence. No, No, I guess what I'm saying, it's probably going to come because uh, the way the election goes, you know, Al Gore cried and whined for 40 days in 2000 with the Bush election. If you remember that, I don't know how old you were back in that day, but (laughs) I watched it. Yeah, but that was a time when I was still in high school. I remember waking up early in the morning and trying to watch some of the news of the results. I didn't stay up late for it, mostly because I wanted Bush to win, but I was not old enough to vote yet. But George W. Bush, in fact, is the very first president I voted for when I was legally allowed to vote, which was pretty nice. Yeah, I remember that. And Al Gore did hang around, but there was the understanding that, hey, this state has to go a certain way, and then this state will determine who the next president will be. With Donald Trump, it's a lot different because now you're talking about multiple states have to swing a certain way. So it's not just one. It's not like they're just waiting on Pennsylvania. There has to be a lot of other things that happen in place, too. It's going to be a it's a difficult, difficult road that he's still not far down. He's still at the very beginning of the road. There's a lot of things that need to happen, which I'm just not expecting to happen. I I kind of lost hope at this point. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 on Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports' most familiar rite of spring is now a fall classic. Golf's most prestigious event, the Masters. And this weekend, KMOX Sports brings it to you live. Coverage of the 84th Masters Tournament, third and final round, Saturday beginning at 11 a.m., Sunday morning beginning at 10. The Masters, hear it here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Well, thanks for joining us tonight on Overnight America if you wanted to listen to the show, but we are not on the air. Luckily, there's the digital version of it, the Overnight America podcast, which you can find on the KMOX website, or better yet, just get it on any podcast app, you know, your uh, smart device, your smartphone, your cell phone anymore. As long as it's not a flip phone, it comes loaded with an app on there that you press and you can listen to Overnight America anytime. It's a free way to listen to radio programs like this when they're not on the radio. How exciting. Let's take some more of your calls. And Bill is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. How you doing, Ryan? Doing good. Who was the man on earlier? I had just turned on the radio. He was talking about, he said something about he doesn't see Biden, Biden doing shenanigans the way Trump has with the military. What does that mean? Because 95% of the military people that I know, active and retired or former, support Trump almost mm-hmm. unanimously. Yeah, so that was um, Frank Biggio. He's a Marine captain. He has a book coming out talking about his time in the service. So, yeah, I, I didn't really feel like I should you know, follow up or try to push him on that. It said, I just didn't decided not to do that. But yeah, I, when he did say that, I was kind of curious why, we, why he came to that conclusion. Well, you remember General Mattis, he also kind of turned out to be kind of a dud. I think the higher <laughs> up in rank that you go, the more common sense you lose. That's just my opinion. You think I mean, so? Those guys are way out of touch with, with how the common soldier out in the field actually works. you got to go down to captain or below combat captain or below before you get somebody knows what they're talking about and i'm i'm disgusted whenever people talk about how oh, it's all over with i don't think he's going to be able to pull this off it's massive fraud what they did mm. and i'm just every day i'm angry and every day i get angrier as the day goes on and i end up staying up half the night to talk to you I don't, um, 
when it comes to massive fraud, uh, it, it, this is going to be difficult. I think the thing that's going to be most likely that they can argue is that they didn't follow state law when it came to county ballots. So are there going to be invalidated ballots because they came in after a certain deadline? So like in Pennsylvania's case, that's going to be true. And then if you go to like Michigan and some of these other states, were they backdating ballots? This is a huge concern. So if they came in and the post office backdated them as opposed to dating them when they came in, this is huge too, because then that could also invalidate some of the ones that came in because it wasn't following state law. So I think those type of arguments are going to be the ones that make the biggest difference for Donald Trump if it comes to overturning some of these states and the margins of just 10 or 20,000 votes could mean the world. Um, and then the computer side of things too. Don't I, I don't want to count out some of these computer glitches and human errors in these computers because yeah. there could be, if they, if they really do audit those, you could find more of these counties flipping. So that could even add, you know, 5,000 votes here, 5,000 votes there makes a big difference. So I, I really don't know. I, I just don't I know where it's going to go. I think there's a lot more we're missing and a lot more that aren't being counted and a lot more criminal activity involved. I'm a retired cop. Something stinks to high heaven. And the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court actually violated the Constitution. I was uh, listening to, to somebody on radio today who's a knowledgeable guy in this stuff. And the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court actually violated the United States Constitution because they overruled the legislature. Mm. I don't yeah, know if you heard that or not. You're talking but, about Pennsylvania. But part of um, the different states, and I think with Georgia, once they do a manual recount, I think that's going to go in the way of Donald Trump and the military ballots that come in with that too. So, uh, Bill, well, thank you very much for your call. I'd be surprised if he didn't win three more. Maybe. I mean, I think Pennsylvania, he could win that. I think Georgia's going to go his way. I just don't know about these other states like Michigan, Wisconsin, places like that. I don't that. want to hear anything more negative out of you because I know where Kim Wicks is. It's only a four-and-a-half-hour, six-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> six-hour drive. All right, Have thanks, a good day, Bill. Sir. You too. Six-hour drive. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, let's go to David, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, sir. I just have a short comment that uh, uh, Donald Trump is not Ronald Reagan or George W. Bush as far as Kate character goes. Mm-hmm. He, he's nowhere even close to them. Where would you uh, put him then? Uh, behind Bill Clinton. Okay, so you if you're when you're ranking just presidents, when you're trying to find character in that sense. Yes, so, yes, yes, sir. I, I'm. I, yeah, I mean. Um, so what? Yeah, um, I mean, so what? Trying to rank characters. So what are you trying to accomplish by doing that? Well, I mean, like Jimmy Carter was a terrible president. He was the first president I voted for. Okay, but he was ter- terrible at the job. But you talk about a man of character. He was. Mm-hmm. So Do you vote I guess strictly I go on back, character? back to character. Yeah, is that what you primarily use to determine who you're voting for? Is character? Yeah, absolutely. Always. I mean, Ronald Reagan was a great person. Um, George W. Bush also. Um, uh, Bill Clinton, not so much. Um, you know, um, so Donald Trump is even lower than all of them. Yeah. So the policies and the way that they govern is actually lower than character for you when it comes to your who you're voting for. Oh, yeah, we got to. I mean, uh, in my opinion, we do. Yes, sir. 
So is the presidency of the United States primarily a cosmetic office to you, as in we just want to make sure we put someone in there that makes us look good? Or is it more than that? Is it do you just see it well, as a, an it, office it, of it, character? It's more than that, actually. You got to conduct yourself worldwide um, in a certain way. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll use the term presidential way. Um, and Donald Trump did not. Um, Bill Clinton, with his uh, affair with uh, his little uh, intern there, you know, I mean, you can't have that kind of stuff. Multiple, uh, I guess, going back to some other women that came forward, too. Pretty credible in that sense. But all right, uh, David, thank you very much for your call. It's good to hear from you. And there are a lot of people that do vote based strictly on character. I think for me, it could come down to a primary. So I may prefer one person over another because of the character. But you're not going to find me saying, oh, man, uh, Donald Trump, I'm just going to have to vote for Biden because... (laughs) I guess I'm going to have to because I don't like the character of Donald Trump. No, 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 no. That uh, does did not cross my mind. I looked at the way Donald Trump um, governed himself and put America first because I think that is one of those things that I, he, he truly loves the country so much that he wanted to do everything he could in order to try to put the country in a better position economically and then with uh, foreign adversaries. So him standing up to China was something I didn't think I would ever see. I, people are just, they bow and they just cower because they're afraid of losing them when it comes to the, the second largest economy. And social media giants and tech companies and, uh, and such are afraid to deal with them in that way. They manipulate currency. They manipulate everything. And you had a president come in and say enough of that. Uh, renegotiating trade with some of these other countries. And we were definitely on the short end of the stick when it came to the trade deals that we had in place. Renegotiating them in that sense, uh, looking strong against some of these other countries and saying that we need to start leveling the playing field. These are all good things. Um, Economically speaking, unemployment was dropping low. Minority and economic when it comes to Hispanic and African-American demographics were at the lowest they've ever been recorded. Uh, And that's all huge deals. Those are all something that means something. Uh, When you talk about some of the ways to change people's futures, you get them a good job. And how do you get them a good job? You make sure the atmosphere is there for people to hire them. And that's what he did with the economy. The uh, stock markets continued to rise. You saw more people hiring. In fact, some of these different deals that he made enabled these giant companies to start opening plants back in the United States when you had President Obama at the end of his uh, presidency saying, you'll never see those jobs ever come back. Well, then you did until you did. And that's where it was. People reinvesting in the country. And making it possible for them to do that, changing the tax code to make it more valuable for them to be here as opposed to keeping things overseas. And look at what also happened during this pandemic. It not only hurt the markets, but then it made a lot of these other companies say, well, maybe I shouldn't be putting all my eggs into the China basket. This uncertainty, this is difficult. Maybe I don't want to be dealing with a country that could be going through these things and starting these worldwide pandemics. Um, All things that set the stage for more and more businesses to reinvest here in the United States. And this is good stuff. So you can talk about the character of Donald Trump. Um, None of that stuff would ever have happened under Hillary Clinton, nor do I think any of that would ever happen or will happen with Joe Biden. Not going to happen. 314-436-7900. This is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. 
And Overnight America is wrapping up for the night, but there's still some time for you if you wanted to call in 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. A couple of uh, things I wanted to get to at the very tail end of things, talking a little politics here. So a couple of uh, rumored cabinet positions for Joe Biden are starting to get out there. And I looked at this and I, I almost wanted to mock it because I didn't think that the positions were all that great. And I thought if there was a song to try to like talk up all of the different cabinet positions, it would be that old Chicago Bulls theme song when like Jordan would come out to the court. But this almost feels dirty to use this song in association with naming Joe Biden's cabinet. <laughs> all right, let's let's look at him. Okay, who's, who's going to be in? Looks like Doug Jones of Alabama, potential for Attorney General. Oh, so exciting. Amy Klobuchar could be in there, too. Whoa, Klobuchar. Tom Perez, the National Committee Chair for the DNC. Stacey Abrams, get her in there, too. Whoa, we're talking about big names here all of a sudden. Cory Booker out of New Jersey. Who else do we have? Elizabeth Warren for Treasury. <laughs> Susan Wright, Secretary of State. Uh, why not? Why not give that another try, huh? Uh, okay, so these are some of the names that are coming through here. I'm not really impressed by any of them. In fact, I, uh, you know, these are just kind of like, oh, are we going to do what the the greatest hits of people that were up on the debate stage? Are we going to have to do that? I, I, none of those actually excite me whatsoever. None of those names. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I decided to do that. Let's go to Jim, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, it's over. Get over it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably, probably over. It's not 100% over. So you don't think any of these challenges count? No. Not, you know, it's the writing's okay. on the wall. No, that's true. The writing is on the wall, but there's still that small chance that some of these things get overturned. There is a small chance still, so it's not technically over. So you got a dozen dead guys that voted or something like that. Yeah, well, it's more than that. No, well, no, there's there's a lot. It's more than just that. In fact, it's the backdating of the ballots. That's a pretty big concern. And the other thing is, were some of these ballots counted after? They should have been counted based on what their the the legal precedent is, or at least the legal standard written by law. Like in Pennsylvania, you're going to see that. So these are some pretty big questions that I think they're going to have to consider, and that could validate a lot of ballots if they were done improperly. Can it beat five million? Well, so it doesn't have to be five million. You're looking at tens of thousands at this point. It's not five million. Why do you think it has to be five million? We're just looking at individual states in this case. Doesn't right? matter. Wait, what? Does, say that again. What doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. What doesn't matter? People have voted. However, it happened. You know. That's true. The people have voted. Now you have to count the votes, the legal votes, right? So some of these votes could be thrown out if they were not counted properly or came in late. How that's, many that's, are going to uh, be thrown out? Don't know. That's the question. It might not be enough. There, there might not be enough to be to change anything. Uh, maybe the court state, nope, we're not even going to bother with it. All of those things could be very true. We just don't know. It's only a week after, and there's legal challenges that just were filed this week. So uh, that's what they have to look into, and they have to get an answer to that. And that's what's going to determine if there's a chance or no chance, and that's what's happening right now. So Bill Barr has stuck his face into it, too, who's a sidekick of Trump. Yeah, Bill Barr, 
has the right to look at these things and ask if there are examples that people can bring forward. So what? All right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for calling in. But no, there, it's not over, over. Um, there's a, there's some things that would have to happen first. And there is a, a, a slim chance. There really is. I think Pennsylvania could be turned around. Let's say the uh, Justice Alito on Friday said you need to make sure that the certain votes that came in late are designated as late votes. You just can't mix them in there. Well, can they do that or did they do that or was it uh, was certain things removed in the way that it was removed? I don't know. They're going to have to find that out. I think that could go to the Supreme Court and that's about it. Um, so I, I just don't know where it goes. I really don't. If there was an issue with backdating these ballots, if that was something that should have um, been done or not, were they backdating it with the intention of trying to make it look like they came in on time, but really they didn't? I think everyone was warned, you got to get your ballots in early. You have to definitely make sure two weeks before the election, if you're doing this absentee, to do it, unless you're planning on dropping it off in person. All of these things were telegraphed everywhere, including here in Missouri and Kansas as well. They all gave the set in certain headlines. But still, what if some of them came in late? And like in Pennsylvania, when the election ends, the election ends. They didn't have the legal right to continue to bring in ballots days after. See, that's a big deal. And that could invalidate enough to switch a state over when you're talking about 10,000 or 20 or 30,000 ballots. It really can. Let's go to Barbara, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, I was making a comment that the, the thing isn't over because the ballots have to be looked at, and uh, they do not, um, the electoral people, you know, the electoral states, the, um, they haven't certified, and they won't certify until December the 28th to certify that the, that the election is correct. So, uh, and some presidents, like uh, the president of Mexico, he isn't congratulating Biden, or uh, the com- uh, uh, China isn't congratulating Biden, or either is Russia, because they, the thing isn't settled uh, according to who's going to be president of the United States. Yeah. And uh, technically, this is, technically speaking, yeah, it's the, this. What we're, we're talking about is technically the uh, procedure that that goes into place. That is true. And also, I'm worried about my Medicare because they're talking about Medicare for all, and I need my Medicare because I'm 70 years old and I it just I just had my birthday, and that Medicare is going broke. So if they put everybody on Medicare, I'm going to lose Medicare. I would think that the most likely scenario is they'll just tax us uh, up the nose. So I don't know if you have to worry about losing your Medicare. I don't think that's a, a problem, Barbara. But okay. uh, you'll still have it. Okay, All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. Bye. So what they would do is just basically, hey, we're just going to have to fund this. So, so I don't know what Joe Biden would do. Let's take it away from the military. So let's take military money and we're going to put it into this. Because uh, if Bernie Sanders is a cabinet position, certainly that's going to be a uh, consideration. Or he's going to tax Wall Street, right? Oh, every we're going to do one cent on every stock that is sold it'll go uh, you know he's, he's starting to talk all these taxing and tax 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 so what ends up happening in all of these different instances is that when it actually is put into practice it never amounts to what they said it's always going to cost more and they're not going to raise as much it's always going to be a problem so i think that trying to uh, say medicare won't be there i wouldn't worry about that I, I do believe it'll still be there all right well that about do it for us tonight on overnight america so the replay hours are coming up next and i think you're going to enjoy them as we got a couple of different things are you actually insured so 
you know, let's say something crazy happens, a wildfire like in California, you find people that try to claim through their insurance and they get denied and they're like, wait, we weren't covered for wildfires. Are you kidding me? So uh, we have an attorney that specializes in insurance claims. He's going to talk to us about that. Tom Sullivan, what's going on in the county will join us and Brad Young about the Supreme Court and Obamacare, all things in the replay hours, which you can find as part of the podcast too. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you later. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on Really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 